Welcome to Nace Ashes. I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. What are we smoking today, Nate? We are continuing our CAO, I guess it's the country series. Uh, and this is the Brasilia. So we're kind of going in alphabetical order because we smoked the American last time. And this time it's the Brasilia. Uh, the wrapper is again loose on the top, but it was lower down. But I pulled it off anyway because it's one less thing to worry about later. See, my wrapper is not tight, but it's firm. You know what I mean? I can move it if I wanted to. Yes. And uh, first initial impressions with cutting it and moistening, moistening the tip. It's not spicy. It's not as dark. And there is no uh, Connecticut uh, highlight throughout. But I will be lighting up now. We probably should have said that the last one was... Uh... A robusto size. Oh yeah, this and is this the same is also size. A robusto size. Yeah, we do a lot of robustos on the channel. This one is not it as tightly packed. Makes for a good packed. length of episodes. Oh, go ahead, Nate. Yeah, this one's not as tightly packed as uh, the last one, the American. Got a, a little bit more airflow through the through the stick. Uh, but yeah, Mike is right. We do a lot of robustos. Uh, it's a good length. I like robusto sizes. I think that uh, it's just good. It's a good length for a cigar. It's a personal preference. Everybody has them. Uh, I also like the Presidente size, uh, which is massive, of course. But uh, yes, it all depends on your uh, usage. I think I think the Robusto is the uh, standard size for a, a smoke. In my mind, it's not that it is, you know, just in my mind. You know, if you get to yeah. a Toro or like a Gordo or something, or not Gordo, Toro, those are sizes, but you get to like six inches, now you're getting a, you're pushing the length of a cigar. Yeah. I don't have that much time. And, and we've, <laughs> but, but we've had some good long ones and big ones and, and whatnot. Um, this oh, one's sure. sweeter. You know, this one's sweeter than the American. Um, but it's not it's it's not a Connecticut though. It's uh This is a lot sweeter and lighter. I don't have that um alcohol cigar, you know, like that Yeah. That alcohol cigar flavor that we get on a lot of them. This is uh smooth. This is very smooth. Um so for this episode we decided uh well so this will be a couple weeks past but uh the first episode of mandalorian season three came out and my wife and i watched that and it was only 37 minutes long so we decided to binge watch obi-wan kenobi um and i have not already... watched the i've not watched the mandalorian season three and i've only watched up to episode three or four of uh kenobi Kenobi. Okay, and so Kenobi is a mini series, and there's I think it's six episodes. And um, I've I, I had wanted to watch it. I know it didn't get very good reviews. I know Mike has no interest in watching the rest of it, but I thought it would be good to talk about you know our our thoughts for the episodes that we've watched that we both have watched, and then I can talk about kind of my remaining thoughts on the whole series. Um, do you want me to start with my kind of initial thought? 
of the show as a whole, yeah. and then we can kind of dive into it? I think so. I think so. Okay. We're going to delve into Kenobi. Uh, I'm going to uh, make a little aside for our listeners. We are trialing a new, um, a new software to collect our audio. And uh, if there's any hiccups, uh, we apologize, but hopefully not. Um, so Kenobi takes place in between uh, the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, and it is set 10 years after the end of um, Re Revenge of the Sith, right? Whatever the last prequel one was. And uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is living out his life on Tatooine, guarding Luke Skywalker. And I guess uh, my, my initial thought is that this series falls in the same realm as Solo, a Star Wars story movie, did for me, where I don't really care. I don't. I didn't need to know how Han and Chewie met. I didn't need to know that he actually did the Kessel Run. Um, he's supposed to be kind of a bravado, uh, braggadocious, rascally character, Han Solo, that is. So I don't really need to know if he's being truthful or not. Uh, and likewise with what happened between, you know, the end of the uh, the prequels and the start of the original trilogy. I don't I don't need to see Obi Wan Kenobi whittling away his time in the sand dunes of Tatooine. So it's another one of those Disney Star Wars storylines that never needed to be made. I did not watch the film you just mentioned. What 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 did you say? The uh, Han Solo origin yeah, movie. I did not watch the Han Solo origin movie. Um, Han Solo is supposed to be a unknown variable. And yeah, the fact that that's the whole he point turns of up character. to be... Yeah, the whole point of his character is that he ends up being a badass. But he's, he's an unknown variable, right? Like, he's the mystery dice, you know? <laughs> that's yeah, kind and of the, Han the point Solo of Han Solo movie was bad because it kind of did a character assassination on Han Solo by by showing that he was telling the truth the whole time when he's supposed to be a right. rogue, you know. He's supposed uh, to be a brigand. So, yeah. Yes. So in that sense, Obi-Wan Kenobi is better than Solo, a Star Wars story, because it doesn't actually assassinate Obi-Wan Kenobi's character. It doesn't undo his character. He's uh, uh, he's very much Obi-Wan Kenobi in this um i, but I still, disagree but i only watched the third or fourth episode yeah i mean it still didn't need to happen is the is the point like they could have had a much better storyline um so it starts out with him watching uh luke and then leia gets kidnapped because the inquisitors are trying to surprise surprise track down obi-wan kenobi who's vanished off of the maps for 10 years. And they found out that he was friends with uh, Bail Organa, who now has a child. And so they uh, steal her, kidnap her. Can we uh, take a pause here? Yeah. In the original series, Darth Vader did not know about Luke Skywalker or Princess Leia. So, if these minions of the dark side were 
on the radar of these two kids. How is it that Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker weren't aware, at least, to Darth Vader? He's supposed to be the fucking biggest, most darkest guy ever. The most badassest person ever. And then, magically, he forgot about the fact that his minions were watching this girl. It's not in his tertiary experience at all. Well, so, let's just... Leia was very much aware of Darth Vader in the first movie, A New Hope. Leia was aware of Darth Vader, but Darth and, Vader, and Vader was not aware of Leia as a Force user. Well, no, because she wasn't in the first one, and she wasn't until the uh, sequel uh, trilogy. Uh, uh, not according to Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Not according to the Kenobi series, my friend. Well, how... Uh, there was one scene when they were interrogating the um, Riva was trying to use the Vulcan mind meld. I'm sorry, the Force mind meld on right. Leia, and she was fighting her. And so that right. one should have been an instant trigger. But otherwise, there was no acknowledgement that she even had the Force. Uh, instant trigger means instant trigger, does it not? Well, yeah, but other than that. Other than, that, I'm, other than other than that, instant trigger know, is I'm instant not, trigger. I mean, come on, man. I know. I'm not trying to. I'm not okay. So I want to get into that, but not like right now. I want to get the <laughs> the overview. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm slamming your. I should. I should be silent. I'm so <laughs> negative. Listen. I listen to I'm all so the Madsen stuff. In the context. I I listen to all the Madsen stuff, and I let you talk. <laughs> Now let me have I my moment so sorry. in the spotlight. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> I am so sorry. I have a very negative outlook, and I will be silent. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so yes, that that is. I mean, that was one of my big problems. I had a lot of big problems uh, with it, actually. Um, but let's just say that by by the writers. Setting this miniseries in between two trilogies and after Clone Wars and Rebels, right? So you've already got stuff that's still in canon for, with the Disney Star Wars storyline and deciding to have Obi-Wan interact with Luke and with Leia and have both of those characters interact with Inquisitors that have uh, armed lightsabers visible. And then you go to A New Hope, and Luke is like, oh, Tatooine's so boring, except for that time 10 years ago where I ran away from an Inquisitor across the sand dunes. But they, you know how they fixed that? And you wouldn't know until you see the last episode. They fixed Luke Skywalker not knowing anything about the Inquisitor chasing down... She actually showed up at Owen's farm. And uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru like, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with this Inquisitor. Okay? So... Not believable, for one. And two, Luke saw kind of the whole thing, and then he ran off into the sand dunes, and you know how they got around it? How? Okay. They had Luke trip and hit his head on a rock, and he was then unconscious. So he forgot everything. <sighs> That's my sound. 
Yes. Uh, so that was Nate, shitty. And it, and, Nate, and you... Fo- yes. My favorite character in all of Star Wars is Ahsoka. You know that. We've I know We've talked that. about that before. I don't like any story that delegitimizes Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka should be propped up. I think she's wonderful. Great character in the franchise. Yeah. And with this new modern bullshit they want to do, they could have focused on Ahsoka and had a positive outgrowth. But instead, they did this. Yeah, they did this. And so here's... here. Okay, I want to say how I would fix it, how I would have done it. This is and so like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you two different ways. Well, I'm gonna tell you one way, and then there's another way that could have been even better. But if they really wanted to focus on this era in Kenobi, in Kenobi's storyline and his life and and whatever, that's fine. They should have given Ewan McGregor some more gray hair so that he would you know more in between his prequel trilogy and his original trilogy appearance. I know it wasn't Ewan McGregor in the original trilogy. But, you know, do a little something with the the, the gray hair, right? Right, to, and they did blend. something with uh, Clone Wars, you know what I mean? They made him yeah. believable. Yeah, yeah, And uh And he was even in, um, well, whatever. And but that's beside the point. Um, but they, they end up, uh, Leia and Obi-Wan, who never really needed to ever have met before. And they didn't meet in A New Hope, so it doesn't even matter. Because Leia could still have heard the war stories of how awesome Obi-Wan Kenobi was and still sent the message to him that he was their only hope. Based solely on stories, there would be no reason for her to yeah, need to have a, a personal experience with him to then reach out to absolutely. him. Absolutely. Um, so it's unnecessary. Um, but because they chose to do this, they uh, they went through actually kind of like, and they made it kind of like the Underground Railroad for Jedi. Like they called it the Path. And uh, Obi-Wan, there's a scene where Obi-Wan looks at like all the names carved on the wall because that's what super smart Jedi would do is carve their names on the wall of the hideout deep in Imperial, in Imperial compound that they were there, like proof that they were there. Um, but he's like, oh, yeah, uh, Voss, you know, Jedi Voss or whatever. He, oh, he came through here. That was cool. And then they continued on with this bullshit with Leia. Well, if you want to focus on this time in Kenobi's life, have him go save Voss. They had this super lame Jedi show up on Tatooine of all places and then got himself hanged by the Inquisitors because he was a lame-ass Jedi. Like, why would he even go to Tatooine? Like, he was a younger Jedi. He would have no reason to go there or anywhere, for that matter. Like, he would have been killed a long time ago because he's fucking stupid. He's got Inquisitors in the bar and he stops a knife with the Force? Like, the fuck is his problem? You know what I mean? Dude... This reeks to me like somebody who read about uh, train jumping. And uh, train jumpers, they uh, put their mark on things. And they jump trains, obviously. Ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But outside of the individuals who are doing the train jumping, there is a network of people. And those network of people are never known. They're just people that host them. Because they're nice and they're well, why not? outside of it. Right. So but I mean, like these people heard about train jumping. They heard about train jumping and they want to make Obi-Wan Kenobi a train jumper. 
instead of considering the fact that the person who hosts the train jumper never gets their name put on the side of a fucking rail car. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he is the man who's not there. Yeah. And they're trying to set up that there's other Jedi out there that might still be alive. So why not have Voss, who's in the prequels, and I think in Clone Wars, uh, briefly, he's like one, a minor character, right? Like, he's not super important. But that's what made Clone Wars so good, is they took all of these people that are kind of background characters and added to their story. They're already there. You don't have to do mental right. gymnastics well, to try and, and... That's where Mandalorian gets its... Uh, rope is that they add in the characters from Clone Wars or from whatever story, side stories. Yes, and because it's Sarah done by... doesn't understand, but yeah, I understand. But, but Mandalorian is done by Dave Filoni, who's responsible for Clone Wars and Rebels, and Jon Favreau, who I think produced some of that stuff. And they are Star Wars scholars they will watch the the footage and the background details and find the names and they will and they will you know add to their these characters background stories and for clone wars right. filoni had to do all of this uh gymnastics he pulled it off with a perfect landing to keep anakin and grievous from seeing each other for like 5 seasons of clone wars because the first time they ever met was in the movies so right. they and knew that they could well. never have... The, and Clone Wars yeah, they, is and they, a masterpiece. And they stuck the landing. They stuck the landing, right? But you have right. somebody who just decides, hey, it'd be fun to see Obi-Wan Kenobi and Leia do something together. Well, one, I didn't like the actress who played Leia. She was fine, but she kind of was like the star of the show. Um, and Reva the star was of fine. The show I thought, was like a fucking 10-year-old. Yeah. And Reva... I thought I was going to have a bigger problem with Reva, but I actually didn't have a problem with Reva um, outside of just generalness. But, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of like the whole message thing being rammed down our throats, but it didn't, it didn't feel that way because um, she definitely failed a lot and got whooped up on a lot. So it didn't really feel like that. And you were never really rooting for her. They did make her sympathetic at the end, kind of, but I never liked you know, Reva. Never understood where Reva was even there. To be honest with you, I know, but I'm I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell I, you. I cut out at episode three or four. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not going to tell you that Reva's my favorite Star Wars character. She's not. She's not an overly interesting character. I just I expected to hate her more, and I actually found her tolerable. You know, decent, like a, a, a decent character in a modern storytelling kind of way. Not a not a great character. Not not any of that stuff. Um, but they could have had Obi-Wan Kenobi get a distress signal from Jedi Voss, right? Or even Ahsoka, and they could have gone and done their thing. They still could have had the Darth Vader uh, battles, right? And But that was the thing that I liked about the Kenobi series. Is So it's six episodes, and you know they're anywhere from like 40 minutes to an hour long each. Um, I would have cut it down to maybe three episodes and I would have solely focused on uh, Obi-Wan and his guilt for what happened with Anakin. And so when he found out Vader was alive, that was a cool moment. And when they had their final fight, that was a cool moment. And Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of got the closure that he should have had earlier, but, you know, he had guilt about it. And that was fine. Like, I, I enjoy kind of those mental examination pieces if they're done well, but this one, they, I guess they felt like 
we also had to have Leia and Luke in there for whatever reason, uh, even though these people shouldn't really be knowing about each other. So, you know, that that's what I would have done. I would have done something different. I, you know, go and find another Jedi that's still out there. Go talk to Filoni and Favreau and say, hey, are you going to bring this Jedi into your Mandalorian because it'd be a great tie-in? Or, hey, you already have Ahsoka. We have an Ahsoka cast. We have an Ahsoka show coming up. Why not have her make an appearance here? Because that's way less problematic than having any of the Skywalker kids involved. My arms are wide open right now. My arms are wide open. Uh, they have a ton of lore uh, between... Uh, Clone Wars and uh, Rebels and even the Bad Batch. We have all this stuff. Use existing characters. Create new ones when you have to. There's no reason to shit on anybody or make anybody look bad. Uh, yeah. I thought that they made uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi look bad. It made him look bad in the first three or four episodes because he was so guilt-stricken he couldn't, like, access the Force, I guess. Which Um, I only made it three or four episodes. uh, I know. And and you know what? And that's that's fine, but it should have been a one-episode thing, right? Like, oh, I feel guilty, blah, blah, blah. Vader's here. Oh, yeah, he's he's a huge dick. And, uh, yeah, I guess it wasn't all Obi-Wan Kenobi is supposed to be the rape monster. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be, like... The the most baddest man you've ever met in your entire life, but he's good. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I, I mean, I guess like he's kind of like, I mean, I get it. He's in like a kind of a self imposed but self chosen exile, watching a kid grow up in a fucking desert planet, right? Um, well, in the in the context of Star Wars, Star Wars lore, we have. Anakin and Obi-Wan training Ahsoka, which I'm going to focus on Ahsoka because she's my favorite character. She becomes Fulcrum. They do all that shit with the rebels, you know, behind the scenes. Obi-Wan should not be weak at any point. He should be sharp as attack the whole time. The whole point of Obi-Wan is he's sharp as attack. He's just so cautious because it's been so long and he's been reading so long independently that it's too late for Luke. You know what I mean? He was too late for Luke. If he would have been a little more aggressive with Luke, he could have got ahead of the empire. He was too late. So, uh, he was sharp. He was sharp coming in. Oh yeah. He wasn't a sloppy loser. Coming in, they no. make him look like a sloppy loser, and Luke is there. So now he's dealing with this Luke guy that's interacting with the Empire, and then we get yeah. to the first movie, and he's a sloppy or he's late to the game. If he dealt with all this shit with Luke, he should have been sharp from the start and not have been late. You know what I mean? He should have been ahead. Yeah, but. I know, I know, and I'm and I'm saying it's like this series has little to do with Luke and that the whole Luke thing where their their out was well he fell and he bumped his head and so now he still thinks Tatooine is boring and nothing happens here even though he's running for his life with from one of the spinny red lightsaber things yeah, Obi Wan did from it an and Obi Wan was fucking late to the game right 
Obi-Wan was late to the game in the original movie. Yeah, Luke had to go find him. Right. If Obi-Wan was already aware, like this show said, he should have been grooming him. Yeah. For the role. Yeah, and that's why, like, they shouldn't have had the Inquisitor show up on Tatooine, and they shouldn't have fucked with that. They should have had Obi-Wan Kenobi take a distress call from Ahsoka or from the Jedi Voss, and then he should have left Tatooine to go help them, had nothing to do with Leia or Luke, and he still could have battled Vader, right? Because I They mean, still could have had Leia, but no Luke. Luke should not have been involved at all. No, the whole exactly. idea of Luke is that he's fresh, he's clean, he has well, no. Yeah, and they and they shouldn't and they shouldn't have done anything with Leia either, in my opinion, because it's not needed. You're shoehorning things in that don't even need to be there, and it could have been a completely separate side story, so you wouldn't have any conflict with anything. Luke, uh, uh, Obi Wan's there. He's watching Luke. He gets a little beep 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 on his thing. Oh my God! One of my old Jedi friends are in trouble. And if you really want to go with the the Obi-Wan Kenobi has um, all this guilt over Anakin turning to the dark side, then why doesn't he have all this guilt over Ahsoka being excommunicated from the Jedi Order because of how they treated her in the Clone Wars? So if you want to double down on the guilt, have it be Ahsoka for fuck's sake and have them mend their bridges and then he can feel okay about the Vader thing because Ahsoka has already faced Vader as Vader. And the scene where Obi-Wan Kenobi in the final fight with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Vader was really good, and I liked it, and I liked their interactions. But Obi-Wan Kenobi cuts off half of Vader's mask, just like Ahsoka did, and they had an interaction. And it was, it was great in both, I thought, and but why not have it be Ahsoka and Ahsoka could be there or Ahsoka could he could have saved Ahsoka and then Vader shows up and Ahsoka just escapes and then you can have the final fight with Vader and Obi-Wan and he can get his final closure he goes back to Tatooine and says fuck I don't want Luke to end up like that guy uh I'm gonna play this cautious and then leave it at that right but they didn't do a good job at this series of bridging the gap between I'm watching Luke every day to I'm just an aloof, eccentric old man out in a rock hut. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't bridge that gap at all. And they should have at least laid the groundwork for that. They had some, like, banter between Owen, Uncle Owen, and Obi-Wan, where Owen was like, you got to leave him alone. And at the end, like, Obi-Wan's like, yeah, all he needs is you. And, like, but that's super bullshit because obviously all he needs is not them, as the rest of the movies prove, but... You know, like that's a super lame cop-out way. And that's what I kind of felt is like they had the potential for some great moments and they had some good scenes, but they chose the cop-out every time. Dude, I felt that they had a setup. You mentioned Ahsoka several times. They have a setup. Well, I had to to keep your interest. You told me at the beginning you only care about Ahsoka. So I'm just going to name drop. I really do only care about Ahsoka. I think she is the best Star Wars character. But... A lot of these uh, bullshit tie-ins they did are because they wrote Ahsoka out of the story, which is a lie, right? Like, a lot of the Star Wars lore involves Ahsoka, and it's not a part of the movie series, but this is a good example for them to tie her in 
to get them to get into Clone Wars and to get into the backstory. Because well, and especially when of, you uh, have a fucking hit show, the only good Star Wars in the last, I don't know, whenever the last prequel movie came out or after Rebels was done, has been The Mandalorian. Like, that's like the right. only, and Rogue One. Rogue One is good. Uh, and I hear Andor is good, I haven't but I haven't started it, it yet. Uh, um, I'm not sure if I've watched Rogue One. I'm not sure. But Rogue One is I'm good. not sure. And, but they, okay. take a, they take the side characters and focus on that. Right, like they're not. Okay. I mean, Vader's there at the very end, but it ties right into the very start of A New Hope. So, okay. But it, it, but Rogue One. So, just for anyone who doesn't know, because we're kind of like nerding out hardcore on the Star Wars stuff this episode. Rogue One is the story of the team that got the Death Star plans for the Rebels, uh, in A New Hope. So sure. at the end, that doesn't or, you know, need it, to have Ahsoka. That does not need to have Ahsoka. No. no. Yeah I, yeah, I know, man. Um, <laughs> but they did a good job because it was they, they invented these characters for the sole purpose. And spoiler alert, everybody dies at the end of Rogue One because in A New Hope, remember uh, Moth, Mothma or whatever her name is? Um, Mon, Grand, whatever the fuck? Sorry about yeah. I don't know what her name is. Grand uh, but she's or whatever. No, no, the Somebody. woman. Uh, she, she says in the white robes and she's like, hey, a lot of people died to get this. Well, you know they all fucking died, right? Like, it was such a somber, like, a lot of people died for this. Like, you just knew whoever got the data died. Um, So you just knew going into Rogue One that all the characters were going to be dead. So there was no, there was never, ever going to be any kind of weird crossover bullshit that they had to, like, write around, you know, because this is a side story that takes place before the first movie with people that all die. So they had leeway. And that was good. Um, you don't have to shoehorn everything in, but you have a hit no. show. Everybody loves Mandalorian. Even if they're not Star Wars fans, they love Grogu. They love Baby Yoda. Why not? And, and Ahsoka makes an appearance in Mandalorian, and it was great. Rightly so. Rightly so. Yeah. Best and, character and in so, Star Wars. So why wouldn't you? And, and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan Kenobi have a huge history together, and Leia and Obi-Wan Kenobi have no history together. So why wouldn't you take... Ahsoka, so you could tie this in more closely to the Mandalorian, which everybody loves, and Obi Wan, which everybody loves, and put and those two Morris, together, which everybody loves. Yeah, and put those two together uh, in real life, live action. Put those two together, and why you chose to go with a bratty ten-year-old Leia instead of Ahsoka is mind-boggling, and why you chose to go with Luke. Who's, who's his character doesn't even say like I think he has like one sentence on screen, but to have him be such a huge part of the series just by the fact that he's fucking there, but you keep showing him, but you know you can't actually interact with him because otherwise, yeah, the rest of the movies don't make with, sense. Yeah, so yeah. that's again, Ahsoka is my favorite character. She's also. The most disrespect character of all time. Yes. I don't understand why they don't lean on her more. Yeah. It's and I'm pathetic. Uh, I watched the first four episodes and I could not understand why they went the way they did. There's no reason for Leia to be there at all. Leia could literally not be there and the story would be the same story. Luke could be there. 
That's well. That's what I you mean. You can like, remove Luke and remove Leia. The same fucking story could happen. It's irrelevant to either character. It's pointless. Here's the other thing I thought was weird. Now, doesn't Bail Organa and his uh, his wife have a, a previous child? Like I thought they had their own child, and they always talked about no. The first a, a child female? was Leia. They had a second child. Okay. The story, so they, from my understanding, is that the okay. first child was Leia. The second child was natural born. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure about that, but I thought for sure. But at age 10, she would have had another sibling, but they didn't in the movie. Yeah. So, or in the I, show, I think so. at age 10, she would have another sibling. They're just kind of that's blatantly disregarding too... some of the lore. Well, I mean, but that's the kind hey. of stuff that, like, what I'm saying is, like, Dave Filoni and John Favreau would not have overlooked that detail. We're getting spicy as far as that. I just. I need to be dis- spicy. They cut Ahsoka out of the fucking story again. You know what I mean? They cut her yeah. out again. Ha, da, da, da. They cut her out again. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's say this. Uh, and you and you made a great point. You could you could cut out either Skywalker child. Uh, the only reason Leia was there. This is the only sole reason. Is everybody knows Obi Wan Kenobi is on Tatooine until Luke comes to him in A New Hope, and then they leave. Right. Like, that's his no, mission. the point of the story, the original story, was that nobody knew that Obi-Wan was there. That's the whole point of the original fucking story. No, no, man, story. I know, I know. I'm saying everybody, meaning the audience. Like, everybody in the audience knows Obi-Wan is there. He told them at the end of Revenge of the, of the, uh, the Sith, or whatever. The whole point of Fulcrum is to prevent Tatooine becoming discovered by the fucking Empire. Dude, man, the whole I know point that. of the story is that we all need to Can save you let me, Luke. You're getting fucking salty on me, and I want to finish my train of thought here. I'm sorry, bro. This, I have to thing. get salty. I have to get salty. Let's get disrespected, get, get my me, Ahsoka. They disrespected my Ahsoka. Give that me three okay. minutes. Give me that three minutes. Okay. Give me three minutes, man. Let me just put this thought out, <laughs> and then we'll go back to ahsoka we're fighting we're fighting very hard right now for uh also i'm halfway through <laughs> very good uh, uh yeah 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 me too very sweet i'm getting sweet vibes yeah very sweet uh not over i mean not overly sweet but it's sweet and a lot a lot smooth. sweeter i mean it's a lot sweeter than the rapper would would lead you to believe um but it is i wouldn't say it's a light cigar by by any stretch no, it's a dark cigar, but it's sweet and uh, good. All right, let me finish my thought here, uh, my friend, and then we'll go back and and uh, cry all the war crimes they've committed against us. One <laughs> is, I agree with you 100%, neither of the Skywalker children had to be involved in this six-episode miniseries. The audiences know that Obi-Wan has self-exiled to Tatooine to protect Luke. And we know this even just watching the original trilogy, even though it's not explicitly stated he was there to watch over Luke, but why else would a, a Jedi Master be where Luke is? You know what I mean? So the He only was there Leia, to train Luke. I know that. I know. Everybody knows. The audience knows. The Empire I am reinforcing dumb, my brother. Know. I am reinforcing I know, my brother. I know. I'm just saying, like, I just want to get this thought out. 
and then we can go sorry. into everything. I'm sorry, else. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I will stop. I will stop. I'm so mad. I know, I know. He's as riled up as when his snowblower broke. Anyway, <laughs> the only reason Leia is involved at all is because the writers, in order to make all of this Vader stuff happen, needed a way to get Obi-Wan Kenobi off of Tatooine. And even though at the end of uh, the prequel trilogy, he says he's going to sit there and watch Luke on backwater Tatooine, and he's there in A New Hope, doesn't mean he was there every day. You know what I mean? And even this series wants us to believe that whatever reason that got him off Tatooine is good enough to get him off of Tatooine and not keep a watchful eye over Luke. But Luke is like the son of a moisture farmer that nobody really gives a fuck about because it's Tatooine, and Vader doesn't like it because I don't like sand. So Leia was just... What's what's a way to get Obi-Wan off of uh, Tatooine? Oh, hey, you know what? Leia. Leia's still out there. And we could get her involved, and then Ben and Leia could have some screen time together, uh, which they never got, and that would be cool, except it sucks dick. It's a bad reason to get Luke or uh, Obi-Wan off of Tatooine, and a better reason is Ahsoka, or literally any other Jedi that was in the original trilogy, or the, I mean the prequel trilogy. That needed help. Like, they've already established other Jedi have gotten out through this path thing. So that's a better story angle than Leia. Other than Leia as a main character, and then they did all that Mary Poppins bullshit in the sequel trilogy stuff with her and whatever. But, like, it's a bad, it's a, it's a lazy writer way to get Obi-Wan off of Tatooine and... You can see it. You can see it's lazy because it makes no sense. Like, it's dumb. Like, Bail Organa is a powerful senator who managed to hide his alliance to the Jedi because Vader certainly knows about Bail Organa. The Empire knows about Bail Organa. He's on the fucking Senate. Like, if they thought he was a rebel sympathizer, they would have just killed him. But he's powerful, so you know he's got his other means. Like, Obi-Wan doesn't have to be the one to fly all the fucking way across the galaxy to save Leia. He would have certainly known about the monitoring before that event. It's so obviously a trap, which he even said. You would not allow a child to fall into that. It's so stupid. All right, let's talk a minute for how dumb her running through the forest and the Red Hot Chili Peppers chasing her was, like, yeah, she leapt through, like, a fork in a tree that was surrounded by zero shrubs. And then this grown-ass man is trying to go through the same, like, fork in the tree when he could have just gone around the fucking tree. Like, it was bad. It was not good. It's it was like... A, every adult knows it's stupid. I mean, it just looked dumb. It looked fucking dumb. It's offensive when you consider the original. And the ladybug droid she had was dumb. Oh, the floating. I like the yeah. floating droid, but you have to use it better than that. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's a little it's ladybug. Dumb. It looks like a little kid's toy thing. Like they wanted to sell that. Like, hey, let's market this. And then you get back into Ewok territory and it's like, well, okay. I'm okay with the floating droid. Just, you can't be so stupid. 
Yeah. So and stupid. I think, and I, I guess what I get so upset about, outside of the Ahsoka thing, obviously, <laughs> is they brought Hayden Christensen out of retirement. They got Ewan McGregor back. Even the composer came out of retirement to do the Obi-Wan theme because he never did the theme for Obi-Wan ever. And you could have, you had this golden opportunity where they're all here and they're all ready to do this. And you've got the, you've got uh, Rosario Dawson who, who plays Ahsoka in, in, in The Mandalorian and, and in her own show coming up soon. And you have all these people here and they're alive and they're committed and willing to do this. And you go with a Luke and Leia subplot that makes no sense and you have to do all this weird writing gymnastics to make anything make sense beyond it. And it's like, why did you, are you that dumb that you wanted to make everything so hard on yourself? You could have just picked, you could have literally picked anything. Obi-Wan himself was kidnapped by people who didn't even know he's a Jedi and he has to fight his way out. Like that's a better storyline than he has to go rescue Leia. Dude, it's the lowest common denominator. It's the lowest common denominator. They had every single buzzword involved with no thought. It was the dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen. It was terrible. Terrible. Well, it's not the dumbest shit that I've ever seen. There, were, I, Like I said, there were some moments that I enjoyed. Uh, but by and large, it was very tedious. And uh, the only reason we kind of kept watching is I wanted to see how they were going to kind of do their their gymnastic writing to keep Luke from having any excitement on Tatooine. And it was a, a head injury. So that was kind of, that was super dumb. Really dumb. Dude, that's really so dumb. dumb. How is that even a thing? That's so dumb. I know. Really? And, and, and it's the same thing with the sequels because you had Carrie Fisher alive and you could have done literally anything but what you did and now it's dumb and now it's done and that's it uh it's dumb and done and there you go well we had to have you know Jurassic Park lady be very aggressive and we can't take that back yeah you know what I mean well and you know what's what's weird to me is a lot of these franchises right Marvel and Terminator and even James Bond all want to have a strong female character. And you have one in Ahsoka. Like, you fucking have one who has a brilliant backstory. You're and talking to my soul, Nate. You're talking know, to my man. soul. We've talked know, about this like, you, outside of the podcast many times. I know. I know. But you, but you have one. You have that character. She's there. She's an open book beyond the end of Clone Wars. And the brief She's an established and... character who is respected by everybody who is a fan. You yeah. can do anything you want. She is. Well, that's vocal. what I mean. Like, she's an open she's book. She's fucking after... vocal. You can do anything Dude. you want. I know. But after after Clone Wars, like, there's no story in canon written for her. So it's an open book. Like, you have carte blanche. You could... You could she could go and, and go to a Tatooine and grab Obi-Wan Kenobi and go on an adventure and fight Vader and come back and drop him off and say, hey, thanks. It was fun. We should do this again sometime. And then that's that's your miniseries. Like, hey, fucking awesome. Everybody's fucking happy. They're doing a series on Ahsoka. Maybe that'll be I know the they new are. start. And it has Rosario Dawson. She's a wonderful actress. She's got a lot of talent. So I know, but we're going to get it all. We're going to get it all, bro. No, 
stuff. I, I don't know, man. We're gonna get I it out right now. Okay, We're gonna get it so, out right now. Uh, yes, the Obi Wan Kenobi series has given me very little hope for the Ahsoka series, but I need to see who's behind the Ahsoka series because if it's Filoni, then it will be golden, and if it's anybody else, it is a one hundred percent roll of the dice. The Ahsoka series should not be dependent on anybody other than Ahsoka. And Ahsoka is a wonderful character who has her own life. And that's uh, the best character that Star Wars ever created. And I agree with I that know. 100%. Well, because th- I mean, I that's, that's, that's the fine. best character they ever created. <laughs> that's a circular logical thing and i know that's circular logic but i don't give a fuck yeah but check i know but check this out right ahsoka is a great character with a great backstory somebody could take that and fuck everything up like they did with obi-wan right like that's a version against humanity any 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 dumb fuck that kathleen kennedy wants to hire to do ahsoka can do whatever the fuck they want so that's why i'm saying like if it's not dave filoni who's involved in some aspect of Ahsoka, it is a 100% roll of the dice. Are we going to get a good Ahsoka? Are we going to get an Ahsoka that we hate? Are we going to get something that tarnishes her legend and then somebody else takes her place? Uh, I've already established on this episode and between you and I that Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character, and she will have a good series. Okay, speak the dream... And it will come true. Speak it, and it will become true. Uh, so, final thoughts on uh, Kenobi. Was it trash? I mean, obviously, but it was not as trash as Solo. And Never watched Solo either. Is that well, something don't. to watch? No. I have two inches on my cigar left, so we have tons yeah. of time. I know we got tons of time. I'm trying to look up who has uh, who's responsible for Ahsoka, and it just says in development. It doesn't tell me. I don't want you to put Ahsoka in a negative light, man. I am so Ahsoka is the best Star Wars character for sure. Oh my god! I am running interference. <laughs> Look, man, I agree with you. I'm saying I want her in capable hands. I don't want her in some fucktwit's hands. What is your favorite Star Wars character? Ahsoka. I already told you that. Do you really? You too? God, I do. How I like is a it lo- we're both I, Ahsoka? No, no, look, how are we both Ahsoka fans? I like, <clears throat> because she's the best. I like a lot of the characters in Star Wars. Um, I think the handling of her and her story arc was brilliantly done and it's one of the it's the same kind of thing like they gave anakin a padawan in the clone wars but he couldn't have the padawan in the movies because she doesn't make an appearance in the movies right and so they had to do something and they chose not the easy road they didn't choose the easy road they chose the hard road and it paid off for them and now she's back uh, in Mandalorian. Anakin and, and obi-wan to bring it back it was anakin and obi-wan they both had the same. Padawan, I know, but 
Anakin take most of the work. Uh, yeah, and Anakin and Ahsoka spent the most time together. Yeah. In the Clone Wars. They did. They did. So, uh, you know, and I'm just saying, but they did it brilliantly, and it was great writing, and the character was great, and her story arc was great, and the fucked up shit that happened to her. I mean, Wonderful. it's a dick, but it was great writing. Yeah, it was, it was great. Great writing, yeah, great writing. You know what I mean? Like, and so you've got this character that's tormented and on neither the dark nor light side. And so it's something you can explore because it's a middle ground character kind of, right? And you could do so much with it. And right. she's uh, the fulcrum. They chose, she is the fulcrum. And they, and they, literally. And they chose, I know, dude. And they chose Leia and Luke over Ahsoka for so this stupid. miniseries. Fucking dumb. And it's dumb. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's some, some good moments, but overall it's dumb. It's a dumb, dumb miniseries. Um, I liked the Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan scenes more so, uh, when Hayden was Darth, they did some digitally age reduced kind of bullshit that was supposedly taking place during the prequel trilogy like a training, some trainings they did and some dialogue that never actually happened in the movies. And I wish so to use like deleted scenes or something, but those probably didn't exist because why would they? But so some of that stuff was really good and I enjoyed, I hated the first Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight because it was dumb and lame. And Obi-Wan was like a very weak infantile man in that and just getting force fucked by Vader. And they also had Vader do some really crazy force things. Uh, and they had the Inquisitor. And Inquisitors are only supposed to be force sensitive. They're not supposed to be full-on force users. But they had the uh, Reva do a, a force mind meld where you can read people's minds with the force. And that was dumb because that would have fucking come in handy in A New Hope when Vader was right there and had Leia. And no, let's send her down to the, the torture droid when I could just force read her mind. So they had to make her... Uh, they had to make her be able to repel the force mind probe, but then Vader never tried to force mind probe her in a new hope because oh. obviously that's a bullshit thing. Reva had to be much more important than she should have been. Yeah. You know, and then, and then Vader stopped a, a whole, a whole freighter from taking off. Like it was like fully powered engines and he just forced, fucked it down to the ground. And He's supposed to have like what a fair fight with Obi Wan ever? Like you gotta, you gotta, like why would he ever have a fair fight with anybody? He would just force fuck everybody, wouldn't he? Right. Vader is supposed to be the strongest guy ever. Well, and that's fine, but like, other than Luke, to force, right? other than Luke, ooh. yeah. But if he's able to force fuck everybody, why doesn't he just force fuck everybody? Why does he spend so much time like dicking around with his lightsaber? Right. He should be able to, like, slam, bam, thank you, man. Yeah, if he, if he applied the same amount of force that he did to that freighter taking off out of the hanging, the hangar bay that actually drove it back to the ground and, like, smushed it into the ground a little bit, like, if you do that to a human, they're dead. That's it. Game over. Why are you fucking around with your lightsaber? Like, there's no reason. Like, why doesn't Emperor Palpatine carry a lightsaber? Because he fucking force lightnings everybody. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he doesn't need to f lightsaber fight anybody. He lightnings them. That's his whole thing. But Vader has to fuck around with the lightsaber, and now you're giving him these crazy powers? 
in this miniseries that he doesn't exhibit anywhere else ever. Like, come on. I know Ahsoka. Where is Ahsoka? Well, that's the biggest point. The biggest point of contention. It is, really. Anyway, I'm hoping that the Ahsoka series is good. And written by people who actually know how to write. I just hope that it's somebody who actually knows how to write a decent story. Well, you know, the modern Star Wars is just trash. It's trash. If they they fuck over Ahsoka, Mike will march with a sign. I'm not a fan. Yeah, and you know what? And we've talked about this on the show is most modern writing absolutely sucks. It's the dumbest shit anybody has ever seen. Modern is relative, too. You know, I mean, the Clone War is just not that old. Uh, Ten years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the last. Yeah, 2000, what? Did it end in 15, 2015, 13, somewhere in there? Something like that. But like most modern writing within the past, I don't know, eight, five years is absolute trash. Like the, the overall, the writing has gotten so bad in a lot of things. I mean, there's still, there's still standouts, things that have good writing, but they're the exception. They're not the rule anymore. There's always been bad stuff out there, but not your, not your classics. I mean, sure. There's been some uh, James Bond movies that have been absolute dogs, but you're not really going to James Bond for really good writing, you know? Yeah, it's fast action. Uh, the yeah. re- negative reaction to the last James Bond f- movie was disturbing because it was a way overreaction. I thought it was fine. I thought it was, thought it was well f- within the lexicon of James Bond. You know what I mean? It was fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I thought it was fine, um... And I know Daniel Craig was kind of done doing them, but they could have pulled a On Her Majesty's Secret Service at the end of that one, you know, because sure. I don't know if you've seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service where he gets married, Bond gets married, and then his wife gets shot like on their wedding day. Yeah. Um, by Spectre I, 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 of all people. I've seen it. Yeah. I've watched Spectre and I watched the second one. Well, no, I mean, Spectre is the organization. So... But yeah, she was killed no, by a Spectre. I watched and Spectre the movie. And I know. I, watched, I know. Yeah. I was trying to clarify for our listeners, but you know, like I didn't, I didn't love the fact that Bond died at the end because he's never died at the end of any movie. And but then you, but then you sit and think, well, they did kind of like with Daniel Craig's first Bond movie, they did kind of like a reboot, which I don't like reboots either. And so is the James. There's the Daniel Craig thing, kind of his own like mini movie series. And then they're going to go back to just, here's a new actor playing Bond. Here's a new actor playing Bond, but it's the same Bond and they don't die and, and whatever. And so, it, I mean, it just kind of felt kind of weird. I don't they know. They made that it would, weird on purpose uh, in a lot of ways. They yeah, wanted I mean, it to I wouldn't, be mysterious, you know. I respect I wasn't that. Out, I know. I mean, I wasn't outraged by it, but it was it was definitely a way different vibe. And... I liked some of the Daniel Craig stuff and I, you know, by and large, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like the grittier uh, bond and less like jokey around bond, but there was some good, good stuff in the, in the original like movie run of bond where they had some more touching moments and, and more 
stuff like that. But a lot of it was kind of hokey. Um, but I a different want era the too. Bond movies to be more close to the books, and the books uh, yeah. were uh, very negative, uh, dark yeah. human side. Like people are pieces yes. of shit, and that's how people really are. I mean, yeah, I'm dark and unpleasant. I don't want to tell you all that, but I'm not the nicest person. Uh, and Nate, I'm sure, is just uh, sun and, sh- uh, you know, bright. But uh, the James Bond books were, like, hard drinking, gambling, fucking, and destruction. Yeah, they're, they're quite a bit different in tone. Oh, the tone is, like, dirty, dark. Destruction. Bad. You know what I mean? It's bad. Yeah. It's not all fun and sunshine. And uh, I'd be cool with that, you know, if they want to take it to that direction. But they're not. They're... Hopefully they do. And they probably They're probably not. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they're going to do? I don't know. I'm kind of burned out on all these franchises nowadays, you know, like... We talked about this a little bit. Uh, with the Marvel Universe, because we watched all the Spider-Man movies, and we talked about those and stuff on the podcast here. But it's kind of, I mean, it's almost getting to be exhausting, all these franchises. and and so it's nonsense. Uh... Well, and I would imagine as a writer, like, it's got to be very confining and, and laborious, because if you have good movies leading up to the movie and the franchise you're doing, there's a lot of pressure. And if you fuck it up, you kind of ruin the whole franchise. And if you go like the full-on route of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi or the the sequel trilogy and you absolutely fuck all the characters and make them unlikable to the point where you're like, I don't even know if I like the original trilogy anymore. Now, I didn't say that, but you know, you could definitely do wreck some damage on these characters and kind of tank the whole series and tank the whole franchise. You, they did, though. They did, though, because, like I say, I'm an Ahsoka fan. The fact that she wasn't a part of it, I was out. I was out. I was totally out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm kind of, like, franchised out. You know, so whatever they do with James Bond. And we talked about Doctor Who, and I quit watching Doctor Who. And I used to watch Doctor Who all the time. And I just lost right. interest because I don't We're watching Doctor care Who anymore. Again. At my house, okay. we're watching Doctor Who again. Yeah, did uh, we talk about uh, Lord of the Rings? Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Rings of Power. I'm kind of franchised out, but I haven't watched Rings of Power. But I got my Sarah to listen to the original Lord of the Rings, and she okay. was offended by how they treated the hobbits. She was really pissed in, off in in the in the books, in the movies. Like, so you listened to the original books, and she was so pissed yeah. off about how they treated the hobbits in the movies. Because in the books, the hobbits are critical actors. These guys are smart. They're wise people in their realm. Yeah. And then they enter the larger world where all these wise people exist. But in the movies... The hobbits are fools, but they're not fools in the books. You know what I mean? Like 
There are no fools. There are no fools in the books. Every individual individual actor is a smart character. Uh, There is no fool. And she was so pissed off because uh, the hobbits were all smart. And she was like, God damn it. Every single hobbit and every single person was a smart person. They were just not necessarily correct. (laughs) Yeah. And now... The Rings of Power, I don't know what they're doing, but I imagine I, I it's know. not treating everybody with respect. Right? <laughs> Probably Well, not. that's the I, thing, uh... right? Like, in most literature, like Dune, you're reading Dune. I'm rereading yep, I'm Dune. I'm almost done, it's... and then we'll talk about Dune on a future episode. Yeah, we'll talk about Dune in a future episode, but every person is a respectful. Like, there's no fool. Everybody is a smart actor. I mean, there's some fools, but uh, they don't usually last too long, if you know what I right. mean. Like, and right. I think most most series and most, uh, whether it's books or film or whatever, you have your fool characters, and they're there to kind of accentuate how smart everyone else is. And so... Well, Lord of the Rings does not have a fool character. That's the point. Yeah. There are no fools. Well, yeah. There are no fools. Everybody's smart. Some are more intelligent than others. Well, I said most. I mean, most series have like little bit characters that aren't like a main character. And if they have them and they have these fool characters, they don't last very long. And they're really only there to kind of prove a point about how smart everybody else is. Not in like a beat it over your head kind of way, but you know what I mean? In movies, that's true. In novels, I don't think so. Yeah, I guess I don't, know. I don't know modern novels, but I'm doing a lot of old school. Like in a Victorian novel, there is no fool. Everybody's intelligent actors. Yeah, but I mean, some so, are less intelligent than others. You know what I mean? I mean, I would say that in Slaughterhouse Five, which we talked about, Billy Pilgrim is kind of a fool. Uh I don't think he is. I don't think he's a fool. I think he is just living his life in a weird world, man. Well, yeah. He's not a fool. He's just experiencing I mean, I guess he doesn't doesn't really, like, make dumb, dumb decisions, but he's not shown to be smarter than anyone else. He's not brilliant. He's he's not dumb, though. You know what I mean? No, he's not dumb. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on your uh, definition of fool, but... I don't know. I mean, there's definitely novels out there, and and some novels, the protagonist is the fool. Oh, that you cheer oh, for, sure. You know what I mean, like. But I, I'm just, I don't know. I really enjoyed the Lord of the Rings movies, despite uh, so some of the I. liberties they took. So, like I say, my Sarah was so mad, <laughs> so mad. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's the thing too is. You don't necessarily always have to, but going from one medium to the other, you have to do certain things to to make it work with the other medium. Oh, for sure. You have to you have to make allowances. Yeah, and, and all the choices that everybody makes aren't always the best or what they should have done, but a lot of times it works out just fine. Like I think it did in Lord of the Rings. I think they did a great job with that. I do. I agree. Not a huge fan of The Hobbit, 
uh, stuff, but there was other extenuating circumstances as well. But that they took a lot more liberties with, and it kind of bit them in the butt. Oh, uh, Lord of the Rings movies were probably the greatest franchise we know in our time. Yeah, so modern era. Yeah, in the modern era, that's the gold standard, right? So yeah. you can be as critical as you want. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah, it's not the books, but it's not supposed the best. to be. It's not the book, yeah. and it's the best we've ever had. I mean, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So that my criticism is in context of the greatest movie that's ever been made. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still sucking on my cigar, and I have an inch yep. and a half left, and I'm still going. I think it's wonderful. Yep. Same with me. I think it's good. I picked up the pace a little bit, so I got to kind of slow down because um, I had done a little more talking because I was getting a little combative with your constant uh, Ahsoka is awesome. Which Dude, I don't disagree Ahsoka with. Is awesome, I was though. that's the thing. I was just like, trying to make a what point. The fuck, I know you're yeah. trying to make a point, bro. I mean, and, I, I and I'm with you because, like, any other storyline than the one they chose would have made a lot more sense and been a better story. So I don't know why they did what they did, other than they're lazy and they wanted to t- shoehorn everything in. And whatever they had, they did other it. options. It's done. That's what I'm trying to say. It's so I lazy. I know they did. I know, man. So lazy. They had real good characters to bring everything into context. They had a whole wealth of characters. They had a even... plethora of everything. It was nonsense. You, you and I know Ahsoka was the right choice. However, they also had any number of characters they wanted to invent. Like, they could have invented anybody. And it would have been better than Leia and Luke. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, Ahsoka yeah. should have been there. But if not Ahsoka, then not Leia and Luke. You know what I mean? The last, not, the absolute not last choice should have been Leia and Luke. That should have been agree. the absolute last 100%, choice. They should, I agree have said, with that. they should have gone to the writing room and said, look, if you fuckers can't think of anything better than Leia and Luke, that is our absolute last option. Like, last option. Like, we have to get this thing made. That's our last option. So please come up with anything other than that. Yeah, it was dead last. That would have been my pitch to the writers. Is like, listen, last option, absolute last option. I do not want to go with this. I don't want to see this. Luke and Leia, do not do it. There are thousands of books in the Star Wars universe. They could have picked any one of those stories. Instead, they yeah, picked Yeah, or any Leia combination Luke. of those stories. They could have put anything out there. And they put yeah, the worst have, possible thing. He could have, you know what? Obi-Wan could have gone to save the Rancor Beast that then came into play in Return of the Jedi. And that would have been better than Luke and Leia. My dudes, for that one person who's still listening, my local bookstore has a whole shelf eight feet tall just on Star Wars books. Any one of those stories could have sufficed. My local bookstore, my local bookstore that is a shitty bookstore in the middle of nowhere in the north has an eight foot tall section of Star Wars books. They could have booked any one of those stories. 
Yeah, and you know what? That uh, that AI chatbot thing could have written a better story than Luke and Leia. Oh, for sure. For sure. The part, like I say, it makes me so fucking mad. There's an eight-foot-tall bookshelf in my local shitty town with stories on it. Pick one of them. Not the one you did. It's so stupid. Yeah. Pick pick one of those books, pay the the royalty rights, and go to town. Like, have fun. So, literally anything would have been better. Is that our and still end, so- is that our end and st- conclusion? Anything well, would have been still- better than what they did? Anything would have been better than what they did, but it was still somehow better than Solo, a Star Wars story. Never watched either one of them, so. I know. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying it's better by much. I'm just saying it's slightly better than the Han Solo Did they cut film. Ahsoka out of everything that they're doing new, other than Who? the new Ahsoka story? That's what the writers say when when somebody brings up Ahsoka. They're like, Who? Really? Is that what they're doing? No, now? I don't know. Well, I don't That's know bullshit, if they're purposely man. doing it. I think, and I don't know. I heard somewhere that like Ahsoka was Dave Filoni's creation, so he has creative control over her character, which I hope mm-hmm. is true. So he's probably not allowing a lot of people to use her, which is fucking smart on his part because if they can tear right. down Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Leia and all these other people that we've loved, if the writers can tear down all of these people, like keep Ahsoka close to your vest, Dave, and give us good Ahsoka stories. That's interesting. Ahsoka was not popular uh, right away. She became popular over the course of her storyline. Yeah. Where like during Clone Wars, she was not a popular character. They hated her. People hated her. And then she yeah. grew into being a popular character, which is how you create characters. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, you make a character well, and, that has a lot of salt, and then you develop and develop and develop. Yeah, right. and I would say Luke Skywalker is not a very likable character in the first movie because he's a whiny little brat. Yeah, Luke's like, Luke Skywalker sucks. <laughs> Han, Han Solo is a great character in the original trilogy. But he definitely makes some choices that you're like, I would like him more if he would have just agreed to go with them at the get-go to assault the Death Star. But he yeah. comes in at the end and, sa- and saves it. So, you right. know, it's Luke like... Luke Skywalker is supposed to be a scumbag, right? I mean, in the yeah. original cut, Han- he kills the guy, right? Yeah. Han Solo, you mean? Yeah, Han Solo is a murderer, for sure. Yeah. And a gambler and all that stuff, you know? Smuggler, cheat, all those things. Right. Uh, I don't know what anything about gambling and cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me either. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I think I think that's the end. Is uh, Ahsoka's great? You know, if there ever comes out a fan edit of the Obi Wan series where they cut out all the Luke and Leia stuff, then it's probably worth a watch. Otherwise, you can safely skip it, along with the Han Solo standalone. I would recommend Rogue One, if you haven't seen that. Uh, I have Most not. everything else is rubbish. So, Ahsoka uh, is I the like best the, character I like this cigar. that exists. Uh, yes, but we, yeah, but alas, we are not an Ahsoka podcast. We're a cigar podcast. So, uh, I like this cigar, but I think I like the American better. 
Really? I think so. I don't know. I'm nubbing this one. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't think I mean, the American it's, it's was good. bad, but the American got a bit sour at the tip. Okay. Versus the, uh, I mean, this one's getting a little like, <clears throat> but I did smoke it kind of fast to catch up because you must have been like hate puffing when you were doing all these uh, other stuff. And, yeah. Uh, I have anger puffing, an and, and I was not. So uh, I kind of smoked a little faster. So mine's a little bit on the sour side. So. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, they're both, they were both good. Uh, I wouldn't say no to either one of them. I think I would say that if you're in a cigar shop and you saw it, the Brasilia and the Americano is definitely the way to go. I mean, these are good cigars. Buy them. Yes. I I would say these are both winners, um, which is is a surprise for me to say, even though I know CAO is a a reputable brand. uh, But after the, the flavors... I was a little apprehensive and leery. So these are both great cigars, and I'd recommend both of them. Be safe. Have fun. See you next week.